You may have heard this before. Writing is a journey, not a destination. But really, that is so true. The writing process is an invaluable system for helping authors turn their thoughts into actual words, and then those words into sentences and paragraphs, all to create something original for an audience to read that is going to teach them how to do something. New information and facts, something that's going to make a person laugh, cry, or even cup their mouth in disbelief. But in order to get to that point, there is a process. And I want to ask you an honest question. Are you teaching that process to students? This episode is going to walk you through the different steps of the writing process, focusing on the overall goal of each step. If you are ready to dive into this topic, I will meet you inside. Welcome to The Literacy Dive, a podcast for teachers who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing. I'm your host, Megan Polk. My number one passion is, you guessed it, all things literacy and supporting teachers like you. Join me each week to learn teacher tips and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you grow as an educator. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Literacy Dive podcast. I am so grateful that you are tuning in today to listen to this episode on the writing process. Now, last week, I touched on how to teach descriptive writing to students. I shared four ways, and I hope that you found those ideas valuable. If you have not listened to episode 87 on descriptive writing, make sure to give that a listen after you listen to this episode. But for today, the writing process. Teachers are the guides that are the bridge between a student successfully mastering a goal or achievement. It all comes down to the execution. You have the incredible ability to help transform student writing, and this is done by walking through the various steps and stages of the writing process. Teaching writing as a process and not just something we do quickly without thought, time, and structure is the key to showing kids how to navigate language and the different purposes of writing on their own. The best way that we can begin the intentional practice of helping students become better and stronger writers is to explain the process of writing to them. So this episode is going to map out the writing process, as you may know it, and I'm going to share from personal experience mistakes that I've made and ways to be more effective with this. I want to begin by simply listing the common stages of the writing process that we walk beginning writers through. The steps are brainstorming or pre-writing, drafting, revising, editing, and this can also include peer editing, and then publishing. When listening to those steps being outlined, there is no possible way that this can be done with fidelity in just one class session. These steps are important. And when thinking about writing our masterpieces, the best representation of our writing craft, we must give students the time and opportunity to focus on each part of the writing process individually, which is going to result in a clear, focused composition. There is a time and a place for quick writes, and I consider that to be more of a time when I encourage kids to journal, to solely share their ideas. 
It is to foster a love of writing with no strings attached. That type of writing is intended for that specific purpose, but cannot be confused with structured writing to teach students how to write an effective narrative, essay, speech, informational text, or whatever form of writing they take on. I honestly think that teachers often merge the two together. I know I sure did. Because that clear focus hasn't been placed on the actual benefits of the process to teach writing. I do not want to assume that every teacher has heard of the writing process. I want to break apart each stage step by step for you on a general scale so that students can get an experience in writing. And then in the next episode, I'm going to share some best practices when it comes to teaching the writing process. So first step, brainstorming or pre-writing. This is the first step in the writing process. During this step, you want your students to brain dump a list of possible ideas or reasons that they can develop into a story or informative piece of writing. This is a step where kids are given time. You will want to model a variety of brainstorming techniques. Now, this can include drawing a picture, making an outline, making a flowchart, creating a web, sequencing events, or designing a list. Different prompts or writing topics may need a different brainstorming type, so you want to make sure to model this in a guided way so that your students will learn the options to choose from and to determine what will work best for them for that specific piece of writing. When focusing on a brain dump and this think time, it allows students to focus on their response topic. They are not rushed into making a decision. Once they've had the time to think, they can then start that decision-making process with confidence and they can map out their key points or events in an organized way. This is going to help students to not rush and to understand that brainstorming takes time and it's actually encouraged. You do not want to mix anything else into this time. Kids can jot down words, make pictures, make a bulleted list. No sentences or paragraphs are really needed to be written at this time. What I found is that this time relaxes children. They find that they are granted the time needed to create an amazing writing composition for their audience. So do not brush over this time as a three-minute activity and then jump straight into drafting. During this time, you can allow students to sit somewhere comfortably, you can play that soft thinking music, and most importantly, you can assist your students as needed. I think the one thing that we tend to do is to let them run free before ensuring they are really ready to be released. And again, I am speaking from my own personal experience. So what you want to do is you want to circulate the room and you want to help students brainstorm by asking targeted questions. Here's going to be the kicker. If students nearby pause their thinking to listen in, let them. This form of parallel conferencing is encouraged. If a child can learn from a moment that I'm having with another child, I consider that a win. Brainstorming could indeed take your class session for the entire day. You modeling your brainstorming and a preferred brainstorming technique and then letting them have a go. So take the time that's needed. Next up is drafting. This is the second step in the writing process. Students have a goal here, 
and it is to create a rough copy of what they want to share with their audience. A common mistake that I used to make is just letting kids write to the prompt or the topic and call it a day. But it is very, very important to instruct students to use their brainstorming web or that outline or that list to direct their actual writing. This looks a lot like focusing on ordering the items to include before they actually start their drafting. So you want to give students an opportunity to do that prior to holding the pen. You will want to remind them to think about the introductions and the conclusions that they could use, but you are going to have a time for revision if that opening or that ending conclusion is non-existent. It's okay. I want to really tell you again, it is okay. Do not stop their drafting to do something like introduction and conclusion. Now, while using their brainstorming visual, students will accomplish their rough copy. Rough copy. I needed to repeat that because this is not the final copy to be turned in. If you are accepting that draft as the final copy, try to make it a goal not to do that. I tell students to write in a way they and I can read their writing, but it does not need to be their most perfect handwriting. It just needs to be legible because they will have to be writing it again. I tell them this so that they understand that this is a part of the process. So this stage is just getting those brain dump ideas onto paper in an order that makes sense in possible sentences and in paragraph form to think about the beginning, middle, and end, staying focused on the topic, thinking about descriptive components. Now, I remind them of all of these things while they're drafting, but honestly, we are not going to pay close attention to that right here. The goal of drafting is to get that piece of writing started. You want to celebrate the draft, make it a big deal, and then let students know that now they get to move to the next step of the process, which is revising. You're going to explain to them the purpose of that step. I will often say something like, wow, we have so many ideas that we were able to get onto paper in our draft, but because I know we focused on getting our thoughts onto paper, we might have forgotten some important elements that are going to help our audience. So when we go back to reread our writing and make these improvements, this is called revision. So step three is to revise. When you are teaching the act of revision to your students, it is super helpful to separate the parts for them to focus upon. We can revise to include transition words, emotions, feelings, actions, figurative language, the setting, introductions, powerful conclusions for our readers. But while there are so many things that we can focus on, we have to break it down so that students have a guide and a structure to follow when it comes to revision. Now, there are many acronyms that you can use to make this concrete for students, but a common one and one that is effective is the acronym of ARMS. Again, if you are just getting started, I would recommend this because it makes sense for kids. The A stands for add. Here, you're going to want to have kids think about anything that they can add, like details, words, transitions, introductions, conclusions, sentence structures, things like that. The R stands for remove. Here, the focus is to remove any repeated ideas or words 
as well as unneeded sentences that might actually be a bit off topic. The M is for move. And you will want the kids to focus on moving around ideas, moving words, details, moving sentences, paragraphs, etc., especially if there's a better place that it can go within their writing. And then the S is for substitute. And this is actually a really fun part because the focus is for kids to make a trade for a confusing sentence or for really, really interesting word choice. When revising, you can use colored pens, you can use highlighters. There's just a lot of ways that you can make this come to life for kids. But the whole idea is that you want to make the revision stand out. It's going to be helpful for students to pay attention to when it comes time to do their published copy, so I would recommend letting them use a colorful pen, a colored pencil, a highlighter, or something that makes it pop. But I mentioned publishing, but before publishing, there is a step that we do not want to skip. This fourth step is editing. When editing, the main focus is on making sure that with a close eye, you are scanning the piece of writing for mistakes. You are teaching your students to pay close attention to another acronym that we can call CUPS. Now, this is an acronym that has been around again for quite some time, and again, it does the job for those who are new to teaching the structure and for students learning about what to do during this step. It is hard to edit because naturally, when kids reread their writing, those errors don't just pop out. They will often read it and say, I'm done, and they're ready for the next step. So we have to make sure that we are supporting our students during this stage. When working through CUPS, you are wanting kids to closely look for capitalization mistakes, and that is what the C stands for, capitalization It is helpful to give kids a chart or display certain criteria for them to check for. For example, in this component, the names, the the, whenever I'm saying I, the capital letter I talking about myself, first words of each sentence, months, days of the week, titles, things like that should have a capital. Hopefully you can see why it is important to break apart these steps and make it its, its own big deal because there's so much into the writing process. When kids grab their writing on this day, they are just looking for errors that they can edit. Their brains are focused on this one task, editing. They will also need to pay attention to the U, which stands for usage. This is going to ask students to read their writing and ensure that nouns and verbs are agreeing with each other and that they are correctly being used. The P is for punctuation, and you want to have kids look to the ends of sentences. But not just that, they want to even look within sentences to place the proper punctuation marks into them. Start simple with periods and exclamation marks. Maybe a question mark if they're using a question as their lead or conclusion, or if they are including um, dialogue or speaking into their writing. And then if they need to use a semicolon or an ellipsis or some other punctuation to make it more expressive, they can edit to add them into that sentence. And the S is for spelling. This is where you want to hold students accountable for spelling sight words and high-frequency words correctly. Phonetically spelling trickier words with as many sounds and word parts that they can hear when saying that word. 
and then you want them to refer to word walls or dictionaries if needed for extra support. Now, within the editing realm, peer editing can also be included here. Kids learn from each other and can practice finding additional errors in the work of their peers. So this is definitely a practice that works well with upper elementary students. And here, students are going to be scanning and looking for the same mistakes for a friend during the stage. The final step is publishing. Your students have worked so hard moving through this process that now is essentially the easiest part of the entire journey. The goal here is to have students create their final copy and showcase their absolute best work. This is the part where you want to allow students the opportunity for one final reread to make sure their writing sounds the way they want it to and the ideas are clear and focused. You want your students to basically use a checklist to ensure that they did all the things needed. They stayed on topic. They wrote in complete sentences. They revised. They edited. They created a catchy title if needed. They drew detailed illustrations if needed. And then you want to place the focus on neat handwriting. You also might want to use special publishing paper. This can be printed lines or options with picture boxes. Anything that kind of makes this final copy stand out from the rest. They can even make a cover page. Think about this as a huge celebration of amazing writing. You will also want to think about ways that you can allow students to join in the celebration. And the best way to do this is by way of some type of publishing party. And a publishing party is basically once all of the kids have published their piece of writing, you are going to have a set day and a time of day where kids are able to share their writing with each other, with the whole class. You might want to have a small drink, a small snack, and then you can basically have a party. But the whole focus is on kids being able to read each other's writing as well as letting some kids read it out loud. In a future episode, I'm actually going to go more in depth with the additional ways that you can allow students to celebrate their published works. So be on the lookout for that episode coming really, really soon. Now, as a recap, the writing process must be taught and it does take time, but I promise you the breakdown of the steps really does help students work through their writing in a manageable and a digestible way. If you have not put a focus on this, Let this be a goal for the upcoming school year. If you are excited about teaching the writing process and are in need of some resources, checklists, or visuals for your students, I'm going to leave some popular resources in the show notes that you can be able to check out whenever you are ready. You will find supports for the writing process, the six traits of writing, punctuation, writing paper templates, and more. This can simply help get you started and you can watch your students thrive and take off in return. Now that you hopefully have a clear understanding of the writing process, we are going to dive a bit deeper next week. I am going to be continuing this writing process talk by sharing some tips and reminders to make sure that the writing process is happening within your classroom, resulting in becoming more natural for your students. I can't wait to share these ideas with you, so make sure that you tune in next Monday. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Come hang out with me over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive. 
I would love to hear from you in my DMs. If you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to hit that follow button and share this with a friend. I'll catch you in the next episode.